When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But I want to go to this question because this is something that we talked about after the Seattle game because there was articles and there was, you know, people talking on the radio, whatnot. Um, you know, did Seattle show how, like, the formula to beat the Bruins? And we said no. Like, they caught them on an off night. But now on this three-game losing streak, do you guys see some things that other teams can take away from it on, you know, what the Bruins – like who you need to shut down or how you need to play them in the neutral zone. Um, you know, some keys to that you can take away from either Florida, Tampa or Carolina and what they were able to do well against the Bruins. Well, sort of, but I I still think it's more self-inflicted on the, from the Bruins perspective than anything. Like obviously one thing we've seen it, you know, we've talked about the special teams. Like that's, like, sure, if you can shut the Bruins power play down, then you're going to give yourselves a good a good shot. Um, but like five on five, we, we've seen turnovers be an issue on this road trip. Um, you know, Pasenak has a bad one that leads directly to a goal. Carlo has one that leads to the third goal against Carolina where, you know, pucks on a stick in the neutral zone. All he has to do is really chip it back up the boards and get out of danger. And instead he's kind of like fumbling around with it and, um was it Jarvis takes it and just races in for a breakaway goal and it's like okay so I guess you know if you want to look at that pressure the Bruins like be right up in their face don't give them any space don't be afraid of their playmaking or whatever like get right on top of them and and you know put them under pressure I think the Bruins for the most part this season have handled pressure pretty well and not turn the puck over a lot, not handed teams great scoring chances. So I think that's fixable from the Bruins. end. like, I don't think it's like, Oh boy, if you pressure the Bruins, they're going to crack. Like, no, I think they can fix it because I've seen them be better. But that is one thing that I think we've seen crop up on, on this road trip that teams have been able to, to do to, um, you know, force the Bruins into mistakes. And I can't think of how how many other times this season that you've seen guys just go on clear breakaways because of some bad play that was made in the neutral zone or on an entry like the the Ajo goal and the Jarvis goal. Like very few times this season have guys gotten just a clean shot at like all Marcus Swayman just and they make great moves to score. Um, and obviously you kind of hang all Mark out to dry when you when you let them have to guard a breakaway, but um, I just can't remember many other times where they did that. I mean, I think, uh, I think the recipe to beat in Boston is no different than beating any other team. Really. It's everybody can fall to the same type of play. I think if you're tight checking, if you're physical, if you're responsible and you take care of the puck and obviously, you know, you get some, some clutch performances from the key players. Anybody can really beat anybody, no matter how much depth or skill you have. But if I'm looking at if I'm an opponent looking at Boston, for me, the first player I look to is David Pasternak. Like, if I'm an opposing coach, I'm telling my players over the course of a seven game series, I want you guys wearing him like a fur coat. 
Like I want like all over him and 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 take away his time and space and make it uncomfortable for him. I mean, the Bruins top forwards like Bergeron, nobody likes to get hit, right? Unless maybe maybe some sickos like to get hit. But like Bergeron and Martian. Yeah, Frederick likes to get hit for sure. Yeah. I mean, like Bergeron and Martian and Krejci, like you know, if you can get in those guys' face and frustrate them, they're 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 human. They'll get annoyed. They'll get frustrated. They'll get off their game. Um, but you can say that about any team's top players. But for me, like Pashnak is 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 essential to to Boston's success. If you can get in his head, get him off his game, getting get him to turn pucks over like he did in Carolina, which again he he does turn the puck over a lot in general. That's something he has to work on. And then on the back end, you guys talked about Carlo and the Grizzly. Like I think those guys can be exposed. I really do. Uh, you take away, you, you take away their time and space, and and you 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 forecheck them over seven games, and you get in their grill, and they can be exposed. It, it's 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 happened in the past. And I think, like you look at, I know we're talking a lot about Carolina, but it's because they're the most recent game. But I also think they're the biggest threat to Boston in the East. Like, who on Carolina's defense like is afraid that they're gonna? you know, get worn down over seven games because of of, of, of forechecking. Like, they didn't even have Jacob Slavin in that game, like, who's their top defenseman, who's also, like, 6'4". So, like, I just think, and I know Carlos 6'4", 6'5", but he's a different type of 6'4". But my point is, um, I just think long-term, I think the Bruins are an awesome hockey team. I, I don't think their ceiling has changed based off of these last three games. And I think they're a very complete hockey team. One of the more complete hockey teams in the league, if not the most complete. But I do think there are two areas that they need to address that would make this team 100% complete. And it's not going out there and getting a guy like Bo Horvat or somebody like that. To me, they need to they need to get a good body on the back end, like a Luke Shen, that can impose the will that you saw Carolina do to Boston last night to opposing teams forwards. Like if Sebastian Ajo goes to the corner with a Luke Shen, he's going to feel it. He's not going to feel it with Matt Grizzlick. Um, and then also, I think the Bruins forward core could use a little bit of speed, a little bit or, or, or quickness. Somebody with some tenacity, like, like um, I'm not saying this guy in particular, but this is kind of what I'm thinking. Like a guy like Andrew Cogliano, like something like that, or you know, a guy who a forward who has been there, done that, has experience. I know Scott's mentioned Nick Bonino, like somebody like him too, just somebody who gets it that can add some quickness to the Bruins um, forward group in the middle six or bottom six. I think would really help round this team out. Um, and I think it would help uh, complete them and, and make the, give them the best, the best team going into the playoffs. Yeah. Benino's definitely not the fastest skater. So like, I feel like he would bring a little different dynamic than, than quickness, but um, yeah, I mean, Cogliano, like that's kind of a good shout in that area. The Luke Shen thing is interesting. Like to me, because I, I said this last week, like I don't think he's playing if your top six defensemen are healthy. To me, he, he would be more of seventh or eighth guy. So he wouldn't really bring that on a nightly basis unless someone's hurt. You know, Brian, I wonder, like, would you be open to a bigger move on defense? Like a true top four guy? Or I mean, I think their defense is good enough. Like, I'm not panicking over what we've seen recently uh even though you know, like yes brendan carlos had a tough three games um I, t- I tweeted some of the stats last night but like during these three games he's been on the ice for five goals against zero four and like everything else is lopsided too like the coursey the shots 
expected goals. It's it's been rough, but I also think Brandon Carlo was playing really well for a long period of time before this. Um, I mean, do you, like would you if it meant like actually tinkering with the roster, like maybe taking out a, a guy like Carlo or Grizzlick and and trying to upgrade that, a spot in the top four? Are you open to that, or would you not mess with the chemistry? I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Um, this team doesn't have a Stanley Cup to their name. I think that if it improves the hockey team, I absolutely do it. I- I'm more reluctant to move Carlo because of his defensive ability and the size that he does bring. And I do agree with you. He's had a good year. I'm not even talking about his last three games. I'm just saying what I've seen in the past playoff experiences with, with a couple of key guys, like sometimes they can get worn down. But if Matt Grizzlick is part of a move or, or Carlo for that matter, I'd have to know who it's for, but if it's for a more significant impact guy, yeah, I'm, I'm I'd be, I'd be uh, willing to upgrade this team. Absolutely. I mean, look, you have Charlie McAvoy, you have Hampus Lindholm. Um, if your name isn't one of them, then now look, somebody like Derek Forbert, he does his job very well as a penalty killer. I know there's a lot of people out there that probably don't like Forbert, um, but I, I, I like him as a third pair. He's a role guy. He, for his role, he's he's a third pair guy that's that's blocking shots. Somebody has to do it on a cup winning team. But I well, think, by yeah. the way, Brandon Carlo also a very good penalty killer. Like I feel like. It's weird how, you know, forward always gets credit for this, and I feel like Carlo doesn't. Yeah, no, that's true. He, he He's a big part of it, too. I mean, so just simply put, to answer your question, Scott, yes, I'd be willing to. Um, I'd be war- more willing to move Grizzly before Carlo, but if you're talking like a guy like, like, who are you talking, who, who's, who's in your crazy little mind right now, like, when you bring this up? Well, I mean, the, the big name is one that they were also linked to last year, Jacob Chikorin. Um, yeah. That might be. Thought. That might be too big. Um, yeah, I'm trying That's to think of who big. else who else could be available. I mean, like some, like somebody like John Klingberg, I want no part of. Like people talk about him as no. like a defenseman. Like if it, it it would have to be Chikrin or like some like I who else would even be available that you're talking about? Like it's yeah, Chikrin, I would do it for absolutely. Now he has injury issues, but he's had a great cap hit and he's a top he's a top two defenseman in this league. And uh, I'm sorry, top two defenseman on a, on a team in this league. So. Yeah. Yeah, and he's young, but that's also why you're gonna have to pay more for him and and uh give up more. I, I don't know what they would want in return for that, which is the same question we had last year. Clearly they didn't move him because they didn't think anyone was offering enough, it, it seemed like. So um I actually am really not worried about the way the defense is playing right now. Like I'm I'm not worried that they need to make that big of a move. Um They've been they've been healthy. They have maybe you know bring Riley back or Strawman back. We mentioned. Um, I don't know. I'm not panicking as of right now. Like oh, you need to get you need to move X defenseman for a new version because, um, like Scott, you mentioned, Carlo is a good penalty killer. You're 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 risking getting rid of someone who has a skill set. Um, that you might need during the playoffs for a guy that maybe you don't understand how he plays as well, or you're not exactly sure how he'll slot in. Whereas this year you've been able to keep relatively similar six defensemen um, out on the ice ever since McAvoy and Grizzly came back. So you've been able to find the pairs that you think work and, you know, some pairs work better against different matchups, but you've been able to look at all of those 
options. And now you've kind of got a good read on who your six guys are, and you might be able to manipulate that and use that to your advantage. Look, I like where this conversation is going. I, I, I think it's. I think we're cutting the small talk. We're getting to the, the nitty gritty, and I appreciate that because I, I do think it's a question that people are asking themselves. And the question is like, is this Bruins team as constituted? I understand their regular season record. I get it. But as Boston Bruins fans and New England sports fans, we understand the difference between a championship caliber team and a team that achieves regular season success. Now, I'm not saying this Bruins team isn't the former. They could win a cup. I think they could because of the the landscape of the league. But people are reluctant to make moves at the deadline because they don't want to, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? But we're not talking about a, a team that's gone to like multiple conference finals and cup finals in the last couple of years. Like, yeah, they did a 19, but they've been, they for the most part, the last you know decade besides 2019, they, they've been a, they've been a one or two and done team. So if you guys put your GM caps on right now, yep. so if you're, if, if you're Don Sweeney and you look at those last three games, what do you think this team needs? And, and, and I want you to, I want you to, do you not want to mess with chemistry? I know Scott, you kind of asked me that, but I'm going to ask you guys now, do you not want to mess with chemistry? Where do you think this team can improve? And, and this is not based on the last three games necessarily. It's just like, you know the, what the landscape of the league is. You know what this team might need. You've watched them all year. Um, do you buy into the, the record all year in the sense that they don't need to change a thing? Or do you think they need to change a couple of things? I still buy into the record. Like I, I'm not at the point where I think they have to make a significant trade. Um, I still think adding depth is as I sit here right now, the way to go. Now there's over a month until the trade deadline. So that's plenty of time for me to potentially change my opinion. Um, but I while I think chemistry can sometimes be overrated, I do put some stock in it. And like, obviously the vibes around this team have been extremely good this season. Uh, I would not be, I would not be looking to trade anyone off the active roster. And unless it's for like a very clear upgrade, like I saw, I think it was Frank Valley of daily Faceoff mentioned the possibility of including Carlo in a trade for Bo Horvat. And, I feel like if he's mentioning that, like not that I think the Bruins have necessarily actively discussed that, but at least like someone's talking about, like he didn't just invent that out of thin air. Um, Like, I don't like that idea because now like basically the trade would be something like Carlo plus pick prospect for Horvat and Shen. And to me, you're, you're downgrading your defense too much in, in that trade. And like, I know for, it's almost one of those things where like people, I feel like, you know, know what they know and don't know what they don't know. So it's like people hear Luke Shen and hear that he leads the league and hits and think, Oh, that's an upgrade over Carlo. And it's like, no, it's not. He is not as good as Brandon Carlo. Like I guarantee you that right now, if you get Luke Shen and plug him into your top four, you're going to give up more goals. He is not as good defensively as Brandon Carlo. Um, so, like, I don't like that trade because I feel like, yes, you're obviously upgrading your offense, bringing in Bo Horvat, and then 
you potentially sign to an extension and you have number one son of the future and all that. But to me, you're downgrading your defense too much. And if, if anything, defense is where I would be looking to improve. And for me right now, I don't think that that necessarily has to be a clear upgrade to your top four, your top six, but I do want more depth there. And, you know, I mentioned it before, like you have Zaboral, Strawman, and Riley around, but I just feel like you're not really learning much about what you have there. Like, you know, Riley is what he is. If Grizzle goes down, he can be a perfectly fine replacement as kind of the puck moving guy and, and fill that role. I don't really see like who else he replaces on the blue line and, and fits into their role. Um, Strawman just started playing in the HL. So, you know, you're going to have to try to figure out where he is. Zaboral never plays. So like they can say that he's practicing well and they have confidence in him and all that. But that kind of tells me that they don't really have all that much confidence in him and, they aren't trying to get a good look at him before the trade deadline because they just keep letting him sit on the bench every game. Yeah, and and also that kind of brings back the conversation about um, load management. Like when you have the same six defensemen that you play in the lineup every night, and you don't trust the world to come in, um, or you don't, you know, you're not willing to bring some of these guys back and let some other some other guys rest. Obviously, we're right now we're right up against a long break so they'll be able to rest but at some point later in the season um you're gonna want to not be playing the same six guys on defense every night especially if you're already in a really good position for the playoffs and um at that point it's really you're you're probably beyond the trade deadline at this point that we're that we're talking about so um yeah no i i agree with scott that i would not be wanting to trade one of the active guys off the roster Um, and that goes also to like locker room stuff, not just the fact that they've been playing well, like they, they work, um, you know, the chemistry is good together at locker room wise. Like sometimes you can, (laughs) you can make a move that, you know, you're getting rid of a guy that is well liked and, you know, they, it also would suck for like Carlo. He thinks he's on a team that's about to win a Stanley cup and he's going to get, get that ring and, and play for a cup. And then you're, you know, you're moving them away I don't know I think that locker room wise it's something you have to think about as a risk see I I don't I don't look at Carlo as the as the guy who would be on the way out I I I just I I just literally to just to I know I know it's the same same for him too the same goes for him too it's 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 it doesn't matter the player I'm just saying like you know I like I would not I would not first of all that that Horvat Luke Shen combo thing like I'm with you Scott like you know, yeah, Horvat helps the forwards, but Shen for Carlo swap is not helping the defense. I was more so talking as a depth player, but like, I don't know. I don't necessarily want to mess with the the group they have. I like I like all their defensemen. I can just, I just, I would really hate to be sitting here in a couple of months and somebody takes a run at Matt Grizzick in the playoffs and he and he once again isn't isn't durable enough to to be healthy for you for one reason or another and. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not the GM. None of us are. There's no real perfect solution because this team is. They've played at a historic pace. They are clearly an excellent hockey team. We're we're not. This is not us or me. This is not me picking them apart from the last three games. I could care less with the last three games. I'm glad that they happened. I want the. I just want 
the team to be as good as they can be in the playoffs. And I want them to be balanced and deep and, and, and not, not have everything go to shit because one guy goes down. And, um, if there's one guy in the Bruins top six, I could see the Bruins moving because of his value, um, and, and, and good cap hit and an upside would be a Matt Grizzly. Like no one's going to, no one's going to want, you know, a trade for Connor Clifton. He's going to be, he's a UFA. Like, like, no one's gonna want Derek. No one's itching at Derek Forbert. Like it's no non-playoff teams itching for Derek Forbert. Like so, for me, no one's getting McAvoy or Lindholm, and every every team knows that. So teams are gonna be looking at Carlo and Grizzly, one of those two guys. And I feel like the Bruins would be quicker to move Carl uh, Grizzly than Carlo. Um, so we'll see how it plays though. I, I I I mean, do you do you have a ton of confidence in 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 Grizz's durability in a playoff run? I mean, look, obviously it's it's hard to. Um... You know, I do think some of it with Grizzly is stuff where I'm like, well, what was he supposed to do? Like 2019 Cup Final, that hit from, it was Sun Sunquist, right? Oscar Sunquist, yeah. Um, I thought it was a dirty hit. Like, I, it was from behind. I'm like, okay, so what? So Matt, last year the hit he gets hurt on from Pierre-Luc Dubois, I thought was also from behind. So it's like, okay, so Matt Grizzly has to be better at protecting himself from cheap shots. Like, all right, I, I don't know what I don't know what he's supposed to do about that. Like, if a guy's going to run him from behind and drill him, you know, shoulder first into the boards, like, yeah, he's probably going to get hurt. A lot of guys are probably going to get hurt on hits like that. Um, that said, like, because he's smaller, he probably is more likely to get hurt on those hits. So it's like, yes, uh, dirty hits shouldn't happen and should be called and all that. But also like maybe a bigger guy is more likely to hold up to it. Um, you know, but Carlo has had issues too, and he's the biggest guy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I get it. Like I totally get why Bruins fans are, you know, nervous when it comes to Grizzly and Carlo in particular, just because we've seen it, we've seen them get hurt in the playoffs and, and we've seen it hurt the Bruins. Like it's not, you know, what gets me is like the people who think one or both of those guys like suck or aren't good or aren't valuable. And it's like, well, look, look, look what happens when they do get hurt in the playoffs. Like the Bruins suffer because they're good players and the Bruins miss them. Um, So again, if you can upgrade, Sure. But like, I'm not, what I wouldn't want to do is any sort of deal where it's like Grizzly goes out and it's just for someone who bigger, who, you know, isn't more skilled or isn't necessarily a better all around player. Like I know Matt Grizzly can play with Charlie McAvoy. I know he can play with Brandon Carlo. And I know both of those guys tend to be better when he's with them. Uh, I'm not trading him just for more size beef because it's like, I've also seen Derek Forbert try to play with Charlie McAvoy and it doesn't go very well. So, you know, if you're bringing in say like a Forbert or something slightly better, just because we got to get bigger. Well, I don't know if that's really going to go all that well for you. Um, but if you're telling me that Grizzlick's included in a deal for Jacob Chikrin, all right, now my ears and eyes are open. Like now I'm very willing to consider that because that to me is a real upgrade. He's yeah, the only that's, guy that's an upgrade. Exactly. He's that's... he's Chickren's the only guy I'm willing to part for uh Grizzlick and or Carlo plus for. Um 
So just let that be known. Like, I, I'm not I'm not changing this team outside of depth when it comes to the deadline. Chickren's uh, different. You know, I I heard somebody bring up like, would you be willing to move Lori as part of a chicken pack chicken package? And it's like, well, I know I know it's like taboo to like consider moving Lori or Lysel, but if you think about it, it's like Lori is like what 21 years old, 22, and and Chickren's like 24, 25. So like, if you could lock up. Chikrin and Lindholm and McAvoy is like three guys in your deep decor. And by the way, Chikrin's making like four and four and a half or something like that. So it's like, I mean, I would, I would do that in a heartbeat. Like yeah. there's no guarantees with Lori. He's not like, so people need to like not fall in love with the Bruins top prospects just because there are so few. And I think Lori has, has good potential, but like for Chikrin, absolutely. They're not even far apart in age and he's already an established guy. Now he has injury uh, history. Chikrin does, but, um, so that's another thing the Bruins could do too. Like you never know. Like I, I don't. One thing's for sure. Through all Don Sweeney's uh, faults, he's not going to make this team worse at the deadline. I, I adamantly believe that. I don't think he's going to jeopardize a big time move and and mess with chemistry. If he can add somebody um, of impact without taking apart too much of the roster, I think he'll do it. Um, but I, I don't think the Bruins are going to tear this thing apart. Um, that's the wrong terminology. I don't think they're going to significantly change the, the grouping going into the playoffs um, or jeopardize it because they're too afraid that this team can't do it. Like I, they're going to trust this group. I think they're just going to add to it where it needs to be. I think that's my opinion. So that's what they should do. They yeah. shouldn't, they shouldn't do too much. Yeah. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it and, and end up like trying to do all this calculus on how you can get, you know, your next, center and you know a defenseman and like sometimes it's just first of all the market might not even work where you can get it to fit under your cap or that they're not asking too much for someone that you want so all of that may be moot anyway if the Bruins don't have the pieces to move that or aren't willing to to move some of the the players that teams want anyway so definitely don't be baited into giving up more than you need to um, especially since we know a rebuild is probably around the corner. <laughs> so you got to be careful. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about that though. I really don't know. I really don't know if this Bruins team will ever rebuild that ownership won't allow it. Well, no, I just mean, don't give away parts of your future that you could yeah. be using to avoid sucking. Well, somebody, somebody yeah, who's well, been on the- and that, that's where like the, the trade and extend model that, you know, Don Sweeney clearly prefers uh, comes in. Like I'm much more willing to give, to give up a Lori or a Lysel if I'm locking up a Horvat to an extension or if it's Chickering who has term on his contract or whatever, like I'm more willing to do that. If I know I'm getting, you know, a proven NHL impact player for more than just a rental, then like Lysel and Lori aren't untouchable to me in the right deal. I don't want to trade those guys for a rental. Me neither. You know, our, uh, our good buddy, Andrew Raycroft uh, often says that um, he, dr- prospects could be overrated. Like if you can go out there and get a sure an NHL sure thing and extend it, like it's prospects are not well, guaranteed. Raycroft on, I think it was Gresham Fourier or maybe as Arcan Mega. He appears on like all of our shows now. Um, he literally said, "Like, just trade everything." He was like, "He was like, whatever it takes to make this the best team possible." Like, he's, yeah, 
Razor is he's all about trading picks and, and prospects. He would I think I made this comparison before, but he would be the Los Angeles Rams of the NHL if he were a general manager. Like you'd be looking, you'd be like, "Well, we don't have a first round pick until 2028." <laughs> <laughs> he's Dave. He's Dave Dombrowski. Yes. Yeah. Another good one. Um, and you know, like we haven't talked about Thomas Nosek being out, but like again, Nosek being out, DeBrusque being out. They're two integral parts of your of your forward grouping for different reasons, and and them being out has definitely had an impact in this team too. And 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 the forward group is a lot more complete when they're both in there. So I'm with you. In conclusion, like I'm with you, Scott and and Bridget. I think you feel the same way. Like if the Bruins can add to this team, like I really want them to focus on defense. And if they can do that without taking away like everything, like yeah, I'm for. Like I'm not actively trying to get rid of Carlo or Grizzly. Scott brought the question up to me: Would I be willing to if it was a significant upgrade for me? The only upgrade I would even consider that would be would be for Chikrin. Um, but I think the Bruins could possibly, whatever they could they can figure out how to get him on their own time. I'm not going to spend time on that because we're up against it. But 